Hello, I just started a new podcast. Why? Because I got a new device. And while I was trying to sign in, it just made me a new account. So it is what it is. And so now I have a new podcast and it is called Lotus Reads. Lotus Reads. Um, yeah, so today I'm reading a book that I purchased through Thrift Book. And it's the Druid Grove Handbook, A Guide to Rituals in the Ancient Order of Druids in America. So it's by John Michael Greer, and it is writ was written. Talking about Starseed Publications, Everett Washington. Um, I think is it Massachusetts? It's a an excuse me. Sorry, I keep saying uh. It's an eighty-seven page book. Um, eighty-six, I guess technically. Um, Cumberland, Maryland. If you want to write to the Ancient Order of Druids in America, P.O. Box 996, uh, Cumberland, Maryland, 21501. They have a website, www.aoda.org. Um, I'm just going to read a short excerpt out of this. Um, I'm just trying to learn about the history. Wow. Um, uh, Daddy Robin just came in. Is he? Oh, is it a mama? Or is it a daddy come to sit? Oh, I need to learn the difference because that mama is so sturdy. My goodness. She was so big. But in a good way, I mean, she was sturdy. Okay, sorry. I love animals. Um, I have another podcast called Star Sucka. Um, on, maybe I won't call this Lotus Reads. Maybe I'll call it um, something about... I don't know. I don't know what to call it. What should I call it, you guys? I guess I have to decide before I post this. Because <laughs> I haven't chosen a name yet. Anyway, over here I'm just reading a very short excerpt, a paragraph. Well, it's actually three paragraphs. I don't know if I'll read the whole thing, but um, just a little excerpt out of this book. And I don't make any money off of reading this. I'm just, I'm trying to inspire others to explore things. Okay, the sphere of protection. This is in, let's see, how many... The contents, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 different things. And that would include the introduction and the initiation of a candidate. candidate. Um, what's interesting to me, I'm not interested in being initiated. I'm a solitary person. But there even is on page 72, solitary grove ceremony. But anyway, I'm very interested in spring equinox summer solstice, autumn equinox, winter solstice. Um, but right now I'm going to read to you about the sphere of protection. It's on page 65. If you have this book too, I'll probably be, um, I can, I can do a giveaway. I can do a giveaway of this book. I really prefer local people. That's the only problem with giveaways. I don't want to have to go to the mailbox. Okay. The sphere of protection was created in the seventies by Dr. John Gilbert. Then one of the orders arc druids using material drawn from older rituals the sphere has three phases an opening a closing and a middle section in which core work is done the opening is called the elemental cross the middle section is the calling of the elements and the closing is the sphere of light the process of learning the sphere of protection involves a certain degree of complexity because each person who learns and practices is practices it is expected to enrich it with personal relevant symbolism the details of the learning process are covered in the druid magic druid magic handbook now do i have the druid magic handbook no the other druid book i have is the druidry handbook spiritual practice rooted in the living earth um yeah i'm definitely interested Okay, well, why am I turning to that? I don't know. Is there an animal named a Merlin? Because I got a Merlinite, which is a type of crystal, and I'm also putting together, I guess you call it a database. I don't know what it is, but it's, and I don't even remember, Excel. It's an Excel sheet, <laughs> Excel uh, app, an Excel Excel pages, <laughs> some Excel pages that I'm filling out, which um, with correspondences. So it has a tree or a plant or herb, um, tree, herb, plant, um, animal, bird, fish, insect, um, a human design gate, um, a color, a Celtic tree association of animal, um, a human design animal, 
uh, they, they assign a bird, an animal, and then an insect or fish. So three animals to each gate. Um, which, by the way, I also got the I Ching, which... Oh, someone's calling me, calling me. Okay, so um, that was Chip's dental office. I have two kids, and one of them just had dental work, um, and it's a fur baby. I'm not talking about a real kid. Um, I am in the process, by the way, I'm studying about Celtic um, things, and I'm collecting my own staves which is a stick taken you take a stick from each tree like a sample for example oak maple um i have an oak and i don't know which kind of oak because my husband collected it but it's just the process of finding the tree connecting with the tree taking a pencil sized sample from it and i'm learning all of this from where's let me see if i have any book around here i don't see my Celtic teacher's book around here. What is her name? Goodness. She, I also got her, um, oh, it's going to be on my Oracle card. So Celtic tree Oracle. Uh, I'm a projector, by the way. In human design, I am a projector. And there's, there's lots of different types of auras. Not lots, but I guess maybe five, five or six. And as a projector, my um, strategy is to create. I love to create. I create things constantly and I learn systems. Um, I just follow my own joy of what I really appreciate learning. And it's just my joy. And then down the road, I add these things up and it makes my life better and it makes me help other people. Specifically, generators. Specifically in six years and or maybe five years by now. So it's 2021 right now. Yeah, 2027 something's going to shift, um, and my gifts are going to be more recognized. Uh, okay. The process of learning the sphere of protection involves a certain degree of complexity because each person who learns and practices it is expected to enrich it with personally relevant symbolism. The details of the learning process are in the Druid Magic Handbook. The version given here is an example rather than a specific form to be followed letter by letter. And the particular set of divine names and symbols may be used, but are not mandatory. Readers familiar with other forms of the same ritual will find that the one given here differs from these others in several aspects. The wording that invokes the blessing of the elements for the grove, however, should be used either as given or with minor modifications in groves, grove workings. And the invocation of the telluric, telluric solar and lunar currents should not be changed in grove workings unless the student has very good reason to do so. The three currents are the main sources of power in AODA grove ritual, and the sphere's protection ritual is the way these powers are called into the grove and linked to its symbolism and ceremonial formula. The elemental cross. There's one, two, three. And the, and the steps, I guess, I don't know if these are the steps. The elemental cross... The calling of the elements and the sphere of light. This, this phase of the ritual uses words and gestures only at its conclusion. The rest of the work is done solely by the imagination. Imagine the solar and telluric. I'm, I hope I'm saying that right. It's T-E-L-L-U-R-I-C. Vocabulary word. If you're listening to this because you're considering it part of homeschool, congratulations. You are listening to a book called The Druid Grove Handbook, A Guide to Ritual in the Ancient Order of Druids in America, compiled and edited by John Michael Greer. Oh, he wrote both these books. So this is the book that he mentioned? Because <laughs> he mentioned get another book or that you can find it. The Druid Magic Handbook. No, this isn't the Druid Magic Handbook. This is the Druidry book. Okay, so this has the um, Oum. So, oh, the, yeah, the Oum, and, and I'm saying Oum, but it's, it's when you read it, it's O-G-H-A-M, the Oum alphabet, and I don't know how to say it, um, but I will take a picture of this for my Instagram. Why don't I just take it right now? Um, I'm going to take a picture of this for my Instagram. Um, I need to sniff some pine salve. Pine salve. P 
pine sap. Um, I need to find my glycerin too. Y'all, what is your way of remembering things later? Like, I'll never remember that I need glycerin until I see this pine sap again. I guess I could wear this pine sap around my... I don't know. Um, I'm allergic to things, and I bring them in anyway. Like, I'm looking at a bird's nest, a pine cone, an oak stave. Um, yeah, plants, crystals. But crystals are clean. I mean, not clean, but they don't have allergens on them. Um... The symbolism of the Druid Wheel of Life. Yeah, so I'm interested in learning about the Druid Wheel of Life. Um, I see a chart here. The Druid Wheel of Life. Okay. It's like the, um, I think it's like the, the Zodiac Wheel. By the way, I say Zodiacal, and I just want to make a confession right now. I judge people who say Zodiacal. I'm sorry. But I'm not convinced I'm, I mean I'm I'm I could be easily convinced in other words it's probably true that there is somewhere where that's an appropriate way of saying zodiacal but I don't say zodiacal that is just no um festival deity interesting I connect more to animals than deities so if I ever recognize somebody so like In bulk, how do they? I don't know if that's how they say it, but that's associated with the deity Serona, goddess of rivers. That's beautiful. I'm not sure how to say these things. I'm Sam Hain, Sam Hewen Festival, Sir Kay, and Lady Kundry. What is the matter? Why don't you come over here, little one? Come here, come here, come here. Now jump up here. Good, settle down. I'm trying to talk to somebody, okay? Ooh, this is so interesting. The first triad, further reading, Druidry in the wider world. The three Druid elements. In English, it's sky, water, and stone. See, this is the kind of association I'm looking for, you know? Like, okay, so for the Druid element sky, the color white is associated with it. Um, the kindred is gods. The hollow is fire. The circle, I don't recognize. That's a that's a, that's a uh, druid word, or a druid god or goddess. I don't know. Level of being, spirit. Level of world, overworld. Realm of the midworld, sky. Part of self, mind. Part of time, future. Station of sun, summer. Station of moon, full. Druid tool, wand. Branch of druidry, druid. And then water is associated with blue, ancestors, well, Gwynfid, energy, underworld, sea, life, past, spring, fall, half, half station of the moon, cauldron, tool, and bard, branch of druidry. And then the stone is associated with the color green, the spirits, the tree, abred, Matter, midworld, land, body, present, winter, new, crane bag. Crane bag? Oh, wait, what's a crane bag? See, glossary, 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 glossary. See, I need to be a homeschool teacher. That's what um, my friends who like don't want to hear about what my special interest is right now, they're always like, you would be such a good preschool teacher. And I'm like, you aren't my friend anymore. Bye. Because I've already been a preschool teacher. And kids exhaust me. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> uh, do, do, do. Yeah, so I was just going to do, uh, write down, I'm going to write down in my notebook, kids. So we're, so we're doing the homeschool thing. So I'm going to put the date, which is June 4th, 2021. And it's a Friday. Okay, and this is the Druidry Handbook. Okay, and it's by John Michael Greer. I didn't know he wrote books about Druidry. I just, I remember him from 90210. Just kidding. He's not a 90210. <laughs> Spiritual practice rooted in the living earth. 
So yeah, so this is what I'm interested in, is the druid, druid element, um, the symbol, or glyph, the color, level of being, I need to learn what they mean by that, realm of midworld, part of self, part of self station of the sun that is very important to me the world revolves around the sun to me i've been seeing so many butterflies you guys so many butterflies y'all i try to say y'all and the reason why i say y'all is because you guys can be um you know some people don't prefer that way of speaking and it's out of respect um station of sun station of moon yeah, I'm interested in what moon phase it's associated with. And then the druid tool, which I would need to learn of what these are and what they use them for. Wow, I'm literally making eye contact with this robin right now. She's sitting on a nest in my wisteria right outside my front window. I am looking. I need to look away, but I'm mesmerized by her. And okay, she looked away so I can look at her beak. Um, She is amazing. I need to put back up my sign. Shh, birds are nesting nearby. My husband built a trellis type of thing for the wisteria to be nice and sturdy, and they love it. There are branches that were just hanging in a tangled mess before, and he like trimmed them out and attached the branches or vines, whatever, to this trellis as the beginning of it filling out. And um, yeah, I had this weird experience um, yesterday, and it was, I, I want to share about it. Um, I went out into the field with my son, Chip. He had a dental procedure yesterday, so I went out into the field pretty early. It was early enough that there was a little bit of wetness on the ground, and his tootsies got kind of muddy. I even had to give him a little foot bath before we went to the dentist, the doctor, the vet. And, um, you all right, Leroy? It's okay? Um... I saw a crow, a baby crow sitting in the um, field and she was, she or he was clumped clump down, like hunched down really low, almost dozing in the sun. And there was a crow up looking at it, talking, stalking. And then there was a, an adult robin nearby kind of fussing. And I feel like she was telling her baby, be quiet. And I couldn't leave her. So Chip even noticed her after I was interacting with her a little bit. So I brought her over here and I put her in the nest up high. And I went to the feed store because I had seen Chick Saver. It is um, an electrolyte mix powder that you add to a gallon of water and then it makes an electrolyte juice. And I was like, I don't know if I really want to go this far. I don't even know if, you know, it's made, it looks like it's made for like chicken chicks or duck chicks. And I just don't know if that translates to robins or I don't want to do it wrong and hurt this bird. And I said, I'm just going to try. I had already tried to give it just plain water by drops and it just, it was not interested. I tried to bring it some food. It was not interested. Um, and what I brought was the string for my banana, like as a worm. Okay. So then this bird I got back from the feed store and an, an adult robin was sitting on her. And I said, oh my gosh, how did that mother find this baby? Because this baby wasn't crying. Did she, did they send out scouts and follow me to put her up here? Um, you know, what is going on? And I was so happy, but then I noticed she wasn't bringing the baby worms. Like, why isn't she bringing the baby worms? She's not bringing the baby worms. She's not bringing the baby worms. And about, I don't know. 40 minutes later, I tried to bring her some mealworms that I had soaked in water. And she flew away. And she wouldn't come back. So I checked on the baby bird. And it was dead. And I gave it a good 10 or 15 more minutes. Its eyes were looking dehydrated and sunken in. It was completely stiff. It was beautiful. It was perfect. It didn't even have that juvenile shape. It had the adult shape. It was just miniature. It was so adorable. And so I buried her because I read on the internet that it can draw predators because it starts to break down. And, you know, I didn't think that that adult bird was going to be able to drag this chick away. 
So the other thing that I noticed is that when I got back, there was also a broken um, blue egg on the ground. And I, and I have been checking this nest. Every couple of days, I put my hand in there to see if there's any eggs. And there hasn't been any. And when I put her in there, I don't think there was any. A mama certainly wasn't sitting on any. But that second bird that was kind of sitting, maybe she, maybe the, she thought that that was a baby that was sleeping. I don't know. Um, did she know that it was dead? And she pooped her egg out of the nest. She didn't poop her egg into the nest. And I say poop because I'm immature. I don't know. I'm childlike in a lot of ways. And that's just what I want to do. That's how it is. It's like humans poop out their kids and animals poop out their kids. But we all know that babies come through um, vaginas in uh, humans, okay? All right, druid tool and the branch of druidry. I don't, I don't really know much about branches of druidry. But anyway, so then we're going to go down and we're going to look at the element of sky. And sky is associated with the, sim with the color white in this druid tradition. The kindred are your gods. The hallow, oops, symbol. Okay, element. Oh my goodness, I messed this up already. I messed this up. Chill, chill, chill. It's okay. I messed it up already. The element. I can't pronounce the element. The druid element. I'm going to write it. N-W-Y-F-R-E-E. -E. But the symbol <laughs> is sky. The color is white. I'm going to put kindred down here. The level of being. What about the hallow? Yeah, let's do the hallow. The hallow, the level of being is spirit as opposed to energy or matter. The part of the self is the mind. The part of time is the future. The station of, uh, part of self is the mind, part of time, wow. Uh, part of time, future. I need to put this in my grimoire. And this is why I put this in here and kind of like work it out in my brain because you can see I have so much crossed out. Like, oh my goodness. All right, station of the moon. Well, what's the station of the sun? First of all, station of the sun is summer. See, that's very interesting to me because I follow the, the zodiac. Um, station of the moon is full. Druid tool is wand. Kindred is gods. Hollow is fire. All right, then we're going to move to that next one. The name, they named the element G-W-Y-A-R. I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm not going to be disrespectful. Um, and that element symbol is water. And the color is blue. That makes sense. The kindred is, the kindred is your ancestors. The level of being is energy. Part of self is life. Part of uh, station of sun is spring fall. Man, I'm not gonna be able to do this in this space. I'm, I was way too messy. Goodness, now I'll know when I transfer this to my grimoire. <laughs> I should just take a picture of this right now and put it in my Am I still recording or not? Because I just took a text from someone. Face ID, take a picture of me. Go ahead. It is still recording. So. Hi, so I've taken an, a rice cake and avocado break. I've listened to what I've recorded, you're welcome. I didn't edit it, sorry, um, but my son Chip is doing well. He's resting. I just gave him a gabapentin like, I don't know, an hour ago. Yeah, an hour ago. And you guys were on the phone with me when um, 
y'all were on the phone with me. Not on the phone, but you know. I was talking to you. Um, why is that car going backwards already? Um, okay, sorry. So I have these wishes and I don't take money. I don't take money as far as I don't give ads because ads bother me when I'm trying to listen to something to relax or to learn something. Um, I feel like people are just trying to make money off of me and it just makes me want to buy stuff, which isn't fun. But that doesn't mean I don't have like needs and wants. So here's my Christmas list. I'm going ahead and putting this out there right now. I might make a, an Amazon wish list, but not all of these things are on Amazon. Okay, I want a tiny pottery wheel. I want a sickle. I want what I call a sky thong treehouse. Now, hear me out. Sky thong is what someone I know, who someone I know, who someone I know calls those shade things, those weirdly shaped shade things, which I really love. They make it feel like you're in the trees. Do I want a flower press? I don't know. I've My husband described it to me. Sounds like we can make something better, more suited to us, and I don't really want to necessarily waste my time. So it's on my to-do list to listen to YouTube about flower pressing. And that's how you can follow what you're interested in. Spend your time with what you're interested in. Um, and then I want the hedge witch deck, which is... Um, like herbs and plants um oracle deck so for this episode which is by the way i don't know if i should call it episode one season one episode one but i'm really thinking of calling it um i'm i'm thinking of calling it class one <laughs> so if, it, if i have any kids out there that are supposed to be studying stuff you can study with me Teach me. Make your own podcast and share about what you're learning. And then I'll listen to what you're learning about. It's really great. Okay, I was going to pull... And by the way, I never did say the name of my teacher who I got her Celtic tree oracle because I got sidetracked. And her um, her Celtic book. Her book about Celtic culture. Which I don't remember the name of it and it's not right here. Can we just stop and look at my transits for a hot minute? Oh shoot, I haven't even turned the page. Shoot. Uranus opposing Uranus. Yep, Uranus opposing Uranus. Pink. Pluto trying Jupiter. This is me personally. Saturn square Uranus. Okay. Saturn opposing Saturn. Saturn. Um... Pluto square Venus. So what is this blue one? Uranus opposing Uranus? Ends 215, 25, 12, 5. Oh dear. It's fine. It's fine. It's just, I mean, I'm, none, of, none of this is anything new. But I do need to see June. Uh, what about July? That's the thing. Saturn square Uranus. I already have that going on. Okay. Uranus. I mean, Saturn opposing Saturn. Saturn opposing Saturn ends August 4th. Please, does it? Saturn opposing Saturn ends August 4th for me. Oh yeah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Let me just throw May away because May was a highlight, was a highlight for me of um, Uranus square Saturn and Uranus opposing Uranus. Wow. I almost, I just, I kind of want to put this in a journal. I just, how can I save this without like, what could I, how could I reuse this? I love this. I love knowing what I went through, you know? I do this thing where I hang things on different things. And then what ends up happening is that I have to take a piece of string in order to 
hang it. And so I, every month, have to ceremonially, ceremoniously, I don't know the word, I have to, I take some scissors and I cut the string and then I throw a little piece of the string away and I retie it. And then by the time December comes around, goodness, I really need to look at my astrology. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I need to start looking at my astrology for August. December 13th, Pluto trying Jupiter ends. What is Pluto trying Jupiter? You know what I have to do? I have to get off doing this and it's time for me to study my Stephen um, Forrest astrology um, and look in. I have books and then I also have a personalized. It's not, it, I say personalized, but it's not like I got a personal reading from him because it is computer generated, but then he wrote what goes with each one. You would have to understand astrology to like understand that that's a thing um, because it is so completely personalized. It's, including specific dates of when stuff's going to happen to you. Sure, people around my age are going to have Saturn opposing Saturn. That's true. But it's not always going to be the same dates. And you're not always going to be hitting it two and three times. Um, I'm trying to remember if I hit it, hit my Saturn return three times. How can I not remember? I don't feel like looking at the ephemeris at that. It takes, it takes I don't know, five minutes. <laughs> it takes brain work, which is, which is good sometimes. Where's my ephemeris? Where is my ephemeris? Oh, it's by the front door. And also, oh, I got a new book. It's called God is Red. So, hey, comment somewhere, like on my YouTube, one of my YouTube channels. Um, my YouTube channel is called Star Sucker. And I've also, if you're just, you know, desperate for content and just wondered who I used to be, somebody that I used to know, then you can, <laughs> I don't sing well. I don't sing well. I never said that I did, but it's just the problem that my husband said, okay, because I have aphantasia. That means that when I close my eyes, I cannot see images of things, but I can, I can see like kaleidoscope of bits of bits of light, stuff like that patterns, and they do form into something. So I am seeing something, but it might, I like if someone told me, okay, now look at an apple. I try to see an apple. And what came is that the little bits came together and they made an owl, which was very cute, but it was, yeah. Um, so, and then, and it wasn't an image. It wasn't an image. It was like stylized. It was like art. Anyway, uh, what else? I'm obviously getting excited. I want to, oh yeah, I'm going to go look at my, my, I highly recommend it. When I got Steven's, um, like prediction, whatever for the year. I, it, he sends it to you, by the way, through email, and it's basically a book. I think it's like a 40-page thing. And then you go through, and you can read. In fact, I'm wondering if I can get out of this. It's just, it's just we're, I'm just going to try it. I'm just going to try it as, as an example. Yes. I'm going to keep recording here. No, I'll make a new one. Should I make a new one? Yeah, let me make a new one. Okay, one thing that I forgot to say is that I said that it was a baby crow that was crouched down in the field and it was actually a robin. I'm sure you figured out by other context clues and what happened afterwards. Um, while I would save a baby crow, um, of course, um, crows are like, you know, I'm here to protect this baby bird. So, um, these baby birds. So, you know... I don't like crows to come into my yard very deeply, but if it was a crow that I knew and that connected with me, I'm open to it. Um, they're definitely not afraid of me, no matter what I do. Um, I yell at them. They know I'm not going to hurt them. They know that I know they're part, that they're hungry, that it's a circle of life, but yeah. Um, okay, why was I getting into that? Okay, animals and my... Um, my excel sheet with all the animals and their associations also i did the mineral or the or the stone or crystal it can be called a lot of things um becoming the enchanter that's the other book but that's not what i was about to do i was about to go look at my steven becoming the enchanter is the other book and it's by lynn webster wild it's very interesting a journey to the heart of the celtic mysteries um before i knew it I had had an orgasm right in front of those people. I felt ashamed to have been caught like this, but they were glad because this meant I belonged with them. 
I had been resisting, but this proved it. I couldn't help myself, and now I was going to be one of them. When I came out of the cellar, I was in a big, empty hall with thick, bare stone walls. I knew that, after what had happened, I could fly. This made me feel very excited. Also, I knew that I could float out the windows of the hall without opening them, because the rules of this place were different in the than the usual rules. Soon I was hanging high over a river valley. My body felt light, full of calm power. There was snow on the mountaintops to the right of me, though the black rock gleamed through in places. An eerie, chill calm filled the air. The light was that of a December dusk, on a frosty day when the sun was set, but there is still brightness in the air. Intense joy itched like a bursting seed in my chest, almost too sharp to bear. I came to the hall to find Margaret leaning against a wall, smoking a cigarette. She was wearing stout walking boots. By the way, they call rain gear um, waterproofs, I think, and maybe that's something. I had never heard of that. Um, you put your boots on. You must put your boots on, she said. Who are those people? I asked. Oh, you know who they are, she answered testily. Fear gripped me. I knew that I did know, but I did not want to remember, because if I remembered, I would have to go forward and would never again be able to hide. Put your boots on, she said in an emphatic voice as I awoke and sat upright in my bed. It was a dream, but I knew they had made absolutely no difference. Dream or reality, it had happened anyway and changed me for good. I put the light on and started to sob. It had happened. It had happened, whether I wanted it to or not. Now my innocence was lost forever. Now I remembered that those people had found me and I could fly. I wept for what seemed like hours, but was probably ten minutes. The clock said quarter past six and it was still dark. I desperately needed to see Margaret to ask her about the meaning of the dream. But where was she? Eleanor from the sisterhood said she had gone away, that she did not know where she had gone or when she might be back. I wondered darkly whether this was a tale spun to keep me away from Margaret, but it was true that she had not removed her contract. She had not renewed her contract with the TV company. That would fit in with her going away somewhere, but I was suspicious anyway. I could, I would have to go and see Eleanor instead. I had been in the sisterhood for two years now and had visited her in her cottage up on the moors a couple of times to get one-on-one -on -one advice on various things. I would go to have my meditation practice checked and end up telling her about my troubled love life. My career was going well, but I persisted in the pattern of a f of falling for impossible men. On occasion, Eleanor would fail to hide her amusement at my anguished accounts. I would find myself laughing too and begin to ha began to have glimpses of, of the truth that I was addicted to playing the tragic heroine, that it stopped me from having to deal with the vulnerable human reality of the men I thought I loved. I trusted her, and I knew from the fact that my hands were trembling as I lit a cigarette that I needed to talk to someone about what I had experienced. Luckily, I was not working that day, so if I had a quick cup of tea and started out now, I could beat the rush hour and get up to the moor. I guessed Eleanor would be an early riser. She would not mind me arriving unexpectedly at breakfast time. I wrapped up a big pullover and scarf and drank a mug of tea while warming the engine of the ancient sob. I headed into town through Moss Side, a 60s-built council estate, home to drug dealers and alcoholics, sites of shootings, beatings, rapes, all the usual inner-city stuff. There it was, coagulating in the pre-dawn, a morass, a morass of misery. Okay, kids, vocabulary word, Morass, M-O-R-A-S-S, -S, a morass or morass of misery. Normally, it didn't bother me. I had the cheap toughness of the documentary maker who has seen it all before, but this morning the pity of it pierced my heart and more tears started to pour down my face. I nearly stopped my car at the bus stop to offer the freezing, pinched-faced people waiting there a lift, but they would just think I was a weirdo who was going to rip them off, so I continued on my way. As I drove, I began to remember other dreams I had had in my life. I realized that this was not the first time I had met the group of people in my dream or experienced the shift into another world while I was asleep. One such shift happened when I was a little girl at the dentist. He was giving me gas so that he could take out some teeth. 
The leather pad was over my mouth and nose, and the big Scottish dentist, with his aura of tobacco and antiseptic soap, was pressing down on me. Smell of hot rubber. Heart beating in panic. Are you okay? He asked cheerily. I struggle to tell him I'm not, but he just presses down harder, and I'm flung down a long, dark well, whirling and whirling like water down a plug hole, but not sleeping, not losing consciousness like I'm supposed to do. At the bottom is another world, dark, ruthless, and complete. I had forgotten it was here. There is no one like my mother and father to protect me. It is an underworld of tree roots, prob probing downward into the depths of the earth, and insect-like creatures who stare at me with bubble eyes. There are high-driving Hard driving forces, vast tracks of nothingness and inexplicable noises and movements. I'm terrified and brokenhearted. I didn't want to be reminded of this underworld. I knew I should be sleeping, but I am awake. When I came to spluttering, my mother comforts me and tells me it was just a nightmare, but I am not comforted. I know it is a place and it is waiting for me all the time, waiting to catch me out. Then I am 15 on an exchange trip with my pen pal in Brittany. In Brittany. In Brittany? Okay, it must be like a town in Britain, England. We have come home very late from the disco, climbed in carefully through the window. Her parents did not even know that we had gone and sunk exhausted into bed. I wake a while later to find that the room has turned into a sea, my bed a boat, and that I am surrounded by a group of people goggling at me, laughing, mocking, wondering if I'm near, if I am ready yet. It's very alarming, but the excitements of adolescent sexuality soon knocking the experience into a dusty corner of my mind. Then later still at university in the aftermath of love traumas, I begin to see things in the room at night and hear things too, hallucinations, quote unquote. I label them with my daytime mind, and yet at night I feel they deserve another kind of name, which I do not give them because I am too scared that they will grow big and take over my life. And now, this very night, they had caught up with me. My escape hatch, and there better not be a crow in my wisteria. My birds are singing cheerily, so they're good. And now, this very night, they had caught up with me. My escape hatch had slammed shut. I knew it. I sniveled as I headed up the Odom, Oldham, <laughs> I was reading Ogham, Oldham Road, Oldham Road, past the red brick mills, wiping my nose on my sleeve as I passed warehouses smeared with glistening rain, overtaking the cream and apricot striped houses, buses laden with surfing, suffering souls. A veil of tears had fallen over my beloved city of Manchester and my heart was aching with grief. Good night. I pulled up outside Eleanor's house at a half past seven, made a good penning, Made of good penine, penine sandstone, it was handsome, but untidy. But an untidy cottage, having been started in the 17th century and added to in each century since, so that there were at least three different styles of windows and four different front doors. It stood in the lee of a windswept moor top, partly sheltered by some ragged trees and a stone wall. Through the dingy winter's dawn, I could see that the kitchen window was lit up. Good, I thought. She's in. I got out. I stretched my legs and blew my nose, taking in the wide view over the little mill town of Rowan. Oh, gosh. Rottenstall. Rottenstall. R-A-W-T-E-N-S-T-A-L-L. -L. It's soggy gardens and marching terraces. As I made my way up to one of the doors, then decided to bang on a window instead. A hand rubbed steam from the glass and a face materialized. It was not Eleanor's face, but a craggy male one, hanging over a stripy dressing gown. So she has a lover. I had always wondered about Eleanor's sex life. Still slim and girlish in her 50s, there were no promises in her. And with her long dark hair piled on top of her head and a designer frock draped over her skinny frame, she could look both grand and seductive. I waited nervously for the lover to come to the door. He opened it wide and ushered me into through to the kitchen. A giant mug of tea stood steaming on the table next to the ashtray upon which rested a pipe. There was no sign of Eleanor. I'm sorry to burst in on you so early, I babbled. I'm a friend of Eleanor. Is she still in bed? The tall elderly man pushed his whitening sandy hair out of his eyes and subjected me to a frank stare. I noticed that his eyes were an unusual dark green color. She's not here, out of town. 
I'm minding the animals while she's away. Ah, she should be back later. May I wait, then? He gestured to the table. Sit down and I'll pour you a cup of tea. But I wouldn't wait if I were you. You've come to talk about your dreams. Go ahead. You came, you've come to the right place. My heart kicked in my chest. How did you know? He didn't reply, but stooped over the teapot, pouring my tea with the studied care of the short-sighted. He, no he turned around and handed me my cup and saucer with a courtly flourish. Drink your tea while I get dressed. His voice was very soft, almost caressing. I can't entertain a lady in this robe. I don't know. <laughs> N-D-I-S-H-A-B-I-L-L-E with a little dash over it. In the interim, you might like to take up that pen and paper and write your dream down. You'll forget the details if you don't. I will be about 15 minutes. I am Cyril Tentworth, by the way. Don't worry. I know who you are. With what he, with that, he disappeared up the stairs. Exactly 15 minutes later, he reappeared dressed in camel-colored cords and a tweed sports jacket smelling pleasantly of imperial leather soap. This was a man who knew how to dress well. His cream woolen shirt, autumnal tie, his polished brogues, B-R-O-G-U-E-S, were just right. And a dandy then. I rather liked that. He made me eat a couple of biscuits, then led me through into a study at the back of the house. Oh, honey, don't always eat their biscuits, said the girl living in Oregon. There was an old leather top desk at the window, covered with papers and bookcases, from which books had overflowed onto the floor and onto boxes. Two large marmalade cats slumbered on the windowsill in the morning sun. He made for the little grate and, I, and busied himself making a fire. Although his face betrayed age, his movements were limber and fluid. In fact, he had the same old young feel about him as Eleanor. Okay, side note from Lotus Reads. Um, how, who wants to make guesses that they're actually like a 400-year-old couple or something? <laughs> um, okay. Did he live here? The study certainly appeared to be his. I did not ask him yet. My journalistic self was in abeyance. A B E. Y-A-N-C-E. Don't count on me for your pronunciation. I still felt stunned by the dream. Once the fire was lit and had started to warm the chilly room, he settled me in an upright chair and took himself another. Then he started to fill his pipe. We had not spoken a word for 10 minutes. That's the other... Okay, Laura from Oregon. Careful of what they put in pipes, okay? For 10 minutes, but that seemed all right. The crackling of the fire, the stillness of the morning, the silent breathing of the cats, all had a calming effect on me. Or was it him? The dream then, he finally said, or is it dreams? I began to speak. When I got to the orgasm bit, I hesitated. I was sitting in the middle of nowhere, talking to a man I hardly knew about having an orgasm. He lit his pipe, and the room filled with the pungent stink of old socks and lavatory cleaner. I coughed. He laughed. I apologize, but I am afraid I have to smoke smoke it while I talk. Otherwise, no sense will come of it, come out of me. Shall I open the window? Not at all. It's not bothering me. Spit it out then. I carried on, hoping to skate quickly over the orgasm bit, but he interrupted me at that point. Now that is interesting. That certainly gives me a clue. Okay, go on. Then I finished, when I finished, he knocked the pipe out on the fire, stood leaning on the mantelpiece, reminding me of a, of a John Buchan B-U-C-H-A-N, hero fresh off the border hills in his mellow tweeds. Look, he said finally, it is such a terrifying thing. Is it such a terrifying thing to visit the other world? If you were made for it, why not do it? The other world? That's one name for it. A good one, I think. What's the other world? You know what it is. You were there last night. You have been there before. You'll go there again. You're designed to do it. Like other people are designed to do be beautiful or to be good with horses. There's no credit to you because it's natural, but nonetheless, it is a gift. Okay, face ID. That was so beautiful. I am going to give it its own episode so that I can listen to just that passage at night. I love you all. Bye. If you listen this far, you deserve a reading. I'm going to be pulling a card from the Celtic Tree Oracle by Sherilyn Hidalgo. The 
it is a how many cards are in this deck it's a 25 card deck um and so instead of staves or another um another way that people have made oems to be able to read the oem um i'm also learning about the I Ching, by the way but let's not pull that energy in right here i do want to look at the I Ching though it's very interesting but um I feel like they're connected, but I need to be introduced to them separately. So I'm going to pull. Right now, we are in the season of the holly. Um, and and we associate holly with Christmas and the red berries of the holly. Um, and But in these traditions who were, who were reading the tree, the tree wisdom, as, as like an oracle... Um, they associated it with a part, a season of the year, a part of the year that was in Gemini. And this is a plant that would protect them from lightning in their beliefs. And so I was very pleased to find um, a couple of um, uh, holly trees on the property that I'm living in the corners and then in another corner is Oregon grape which honestly is very hard to tell the difference to me the Oregon grape has yellow flowers it does not have red berries the holly has red berries it does not have yellow flowers but sometimes um, neither of them have anything on them when neither of them have anything on them it's hard for me to tell but the the holly seems to have a sturdier trunk the holly can go very tall if i'm thinking of this one holly that's in this ponderosa pine um pine grove pine forest i don't know what you call it um near some ponderosa pines that i know and visit i want to go visit them okay i pulled the hawthorn of course i pulled the hawthorn because there's hawthorn right outside my window and i made a hawthorn pendant i made a hawthorn pendant and i wore it to the woods and i wore it to the woods what does the hawthorn say in Sherilyn hidalgo's version of celtic tree wisdom hawthorn Hawthorn, 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 Birch, Rowan, Alder, Willow, Ash, Hawthorn, page 39. It's the sixth O, oh, oh, I guess, okay. Northern Hemisphere dates March 21st to April 17th. Southern Hemisphere dates September 21st to October 17th. Totems, the fairies, white stag. Is that a horse? I don't know. Deities and guides. Um the horned god of c-e-r-n-u-n-n-o-s and hern the hunter the letter is h the class is peasant it's the sixth lunation and the celebration is the spring equinox march 20th to 21st or september 22nd to 23rd um the key words for the hawthorne are cleansing and purification chastity and abstinence sabbatical preparation magic protection of the sacred and sacred marriage the hawthorn initiates in the sixth lunation it is during the this portal that we celebrate the spring equinox which heralds in the planting season persephone returns to her mother demeter demeter now and a new cycle of life begins this period is for cleansing and purification we are called to protect the inner realm and ready ourselves for beltane on may 1st november 1st we prepare our gardens for the seeds we want to plant. We clear the fields. The Hawthorne teaches us to purify ourselves as we prepare for the sacred marriage, which calls for the union of male and female, as well as the union of intellect and mind with feeling and intuition. This marriage establishes, establishes true power and wholeness. The OM for this tree is H-U-A-T-H-E and the letter H. Hawthorne in a reading. Hawthorne, Hawthorne asks you to spend some sacred time in preparation for a meaningful birth experience. You are encouraged to clean up your act, let go of what no longer serves you, and treat your body and mind and soul with sacred respect. This is a time for spring cleaning. 
which not only applies to your home and work environment and your garden, but also in your inner environment. Take time to put everything in order. Clean out your closet, clean the house, clean up your files on your computer. Let go of that which, which no longer has meaning to you or that you no longer use. Have a garage sale, donate unwanted things to a charity. Let go of old stories that are painful, forgive. You're encouraged to set aside quiet time and go within. Clean out old and unnecessary thought patterns and unhelpful emotional patterns and let them go. You may be ready to let go of a behavioral let go of a behavioral rut ruts or habits. You may be asked to protect your inner truth from something outside you. Attention to your relationship with yourself, with nature, and with the divine are essential to maintain self-sovereignty. Ask Hawthorne to encircle and protect you with your and your sacred space. Clear, clean up your altar and spend time recreate, recreating, recreating the energy. This tree supports chastity, and so it can represent a time out for purification. This can also have to do with fasting, prayer, meditation, and abstinence from sex or overindulgence. Hawthorne also speaks of reconnecting to the magic and mystery of nature. Do you believe in fairies? You can connect to the unseen realm, realms of the elementals. You can connect to the mythical world of dragons and unicorns. Close your eyes and go within and recall what it felt like to be a child and to see the world through innocent eyes and with a joyful heart. Magic is real and it is only waiting for your invitation. Oh, I have to publish this now. <laughs> Sorry, I was just checking on my um, heyday farm. Just kidding. <laughs> it's an interlude or whatever. They have a goat and they have a cow and I just love it because I love animals. Um, so if you're still hanging on, I just wanted to say that I so love the Hawthorne so much. Um, I really need to do a YouTube review of children's spirit animal cards because I want to do a giveaway, especially before someone that I know is moving. And I just feel like their family would really appreciate this. Um, but I don't know. Now where's the book that goes with it? Because I was studying with it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that reading was for me, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, I'm the one that needs to clean up my area. <laughs> but you guys too. You all too, excuse me. Where is my little animal... Okay, first of all, let's put the tree oracle back where oracles go. Settle down, settle down, settle down. Oh, let's, shall I pull a crystal? Shall I pull a crystal? Shall I pull an animal ally? Um, I really want to pray over this children's one, but I can't believe I don't know where the book, the book is. I'm, that's okay though, like, because that is... A, Organize, I'm not super organized in my life, but I can I can work on that. I can definitely work on that. All right, I need to get up and move around. My Robin is still sitting there, and I just wanted to I wanted to get back on here and say I love Hawthorne. There Hawthorne is part of the Rose family, and Hawthorne has thorns that will stab you. And Hawthorne was planted as hedges between homes, um, and it's thought of as spiritually protective. It has beautiful, good-smelling white blooms that dried adorably. Even when their petals fell away, I put it on a pendant. Like, I, I got these miniature... In fact, I have the um, name of the company I ordered it from. Um, Mini Hoops by Burntwood. Burntwood and Acrylic etsy.com b-u-r-n-t-w-o-o-d-a-n-d-a-c-r-y-l-i-c dot etsy e-t-s-y dot com um i got a variety pack so i got a one and a half inch round hoop a two and a fourth inch round hoop and a one and a half by two and a half inch oval hoop so i got three hoops and i'm definitely interested in making more of these because the petals when they fell away from the flower they were dry they looked like a dot like a punch dot like someone had punched it out of just a most beautiful thin paper or someone had taken like a round thing like a pencil and put the pencil in white paint and like painted a dot but it was it's actually the petals of the hawthorn and I also made little smelly yummy smelly um 
little pendant for myself. Um, and I think I made some for other people. I don't know if I gave it, gave it to them, but I definitely wore my pendant. I know I mentioned this already. I don't know if anyone's going to listen this far. If you've listened this far, my home phone number, just kidding. <laughs> Sorry, Miss Robin. All right. I'll let y'all go. And I'm just going to let a uh, goat do a bye-bye real quick, okay? Sorry if I embarrass you at the coffee shop. Bye.